Hello. Good evening. How are you? Oh, you sound good. I always sound good, Joe. Thank you. You do, but this particular occasion, um, <laughs> microphone. Uh, you might be, you might be too loud. You might be too good. I'm going to have to uh, update my uh, my tech. Uh-oh. You got it working then? Yeah, I couldn't get it working last month because I plugged it in the wrong way around. <laughs> Amazing! Uh, I didn't <laughs> get mine working today because I hadn't plugged the receiver in. Ah, oh, that would also help. Yeah, tricky, might, isn't it? Technology. <laughs> we might be getting old. Hi, folks, and welcome to Aches and Games, a relaxed monthly check-in between two slightly older British friends talking gaming and whatever else comes to mind. We've been playing so long that Indy thinks we belong in a museum, and you'll currently find us on Xbox, PlayStation 5, plus a bit of PC and Nintendo Switch action. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends. Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast through your usual podcast provider. And consider giving us a five-star review. That would be really great. That one really helps us get up in the search results, and thanks to everyone who's already done that. Uh, you can also follow the show or get in touch on Twitter, most social platforms at Aches and Games, that's at A-C-H-E-S-A-N-D-G-A-M-E-S, or email us via achesandgamespod at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We love hearing from you. We really do, even if I can't say it. Finally, I'm Giles Nicholson. I'm Giles Went West on socials, Xbox and PlayStation Network. Joining me as always is my good friend James Hopes. James, have you remembered your socials this month? Good evening, Giles. Yeah, I'm just recovering from my giggling fit that I had you on your intro there for some reason. So I'm back on track now. It's all good. Um, so yes, um, my socials are oh, you have to laugh with a number two rather than the worded two. So two. Um, that's all all socials, including X and Instagram and probably Facebook. Yes, definitely Facebook too. Um, and I have a blog as well, as you know, called youhavetolaugh.com, which is parenting humor, but is also a bit more wider than that as well. So anywhere and everywhere, I'm around somewhere. And on PlayStation, I am Jamesy Boy 1978, because I was born in 1978. That's it. Good system. Great Actually, system. That reminds me of a, a friend who just saw that all of us had random numbers, or what he thought was random numbers, in our usernames when we started on Xbox. Uh, and he just picked four random numbers. <laughs> it was like, damn, 1837 or something, which is... Good year. Um, yeah, yeah. What happened? Probably dysentery. We were still young back then, weren't we? Why? <laughs> we were just starting out. Yeah. Um, think of starting, starting the year, uh, January, usually a bit bleak. Um, how's it been for you, Jake? It's been a long month, isn't it, January? January is the longest month of the year with 412 days, so it's nice to get that knocked in, out of the park. Um, it's always quite gloomy, isn't it? You've got the Blue Monday, which is meant to be the most depressing day of the year. That was okay. We had a few cakes at work, so I sort of picked that one up a little bit. Um, quite a bit of gaming, quite a bit of football, watching, playing, usual stuff. It's been okay, just very, very, very long. So it's nice to get into a February now and start the month with a different letter than J for January. And it's a leap year this year as well, so even more exciting for February. So yeah, bye-bye January. Hello to very long February. Yeah, yeah, I think um, you mentioned football. Um yeah, I think that probably adds to the bleakness for the Reading fans, doesn't it? Do you want to talk about how the situation at Reading is, or do we not have long enough? Oh, not greatly, but it's picked up a little bit in January. We actually played all right. 
we used to have the transfer window finished, so we lost a few players, but not as many as expected. Um, I'm going to Oxford tomorrow with Maddie, so I shall see Maddie in the car as I drive her to Oxford. Um, and that hopefully be a lot of fun and we won't get beaten up. And then me and Craig are going to Portsmouth in a couple of weeks' time, along with Sarah on my behalf, to see Reading against Portsmouth away as well. So if we're going to avoid getting beaten up in February and maybe pick up a few points, it'd be a good month. Fantastic. If there are any uh, non-football or uh, international listeners, um, our local football team is being kind of run into the ground by the owner at the moment. Very sad. Um, the selling off all kinds of players and assets and all kinds. So if you are a football supporter, there's a, um, a pretty, um, what's it called, warning lesson out there for any uh, any new buyers watch out um, and proper tests um, for anyone not remotely interested in football just know that something very important to our local community is uh, is kind of being put through the ringer at the moment so uh, yeah maybe get, get a result tomorrow James absolutely speaking of which just to continue the downers I've, I've got a few I wanted to, to cover and then we can go into more of the chat. Um, but my January I've wanted to make sure we mentioned it particularly around gaming because there's been um, loads and loads of layoffs in January I don't know if you follow this James but um, Microsoft laid off 1,900 staff uh, in the gaming division which is about eight percent eight and a half percent I think they said on another podcast of their gaming of all their you know that division essentially and they're not alone there's lots of other companies making big layoffs so it's been a pretty tough month uh, on the like the making side of games so we're usually here to talk about some happier things but it's worth noting that lots of people lost their jobs uh, this month which is pretty rubbish um and personally um we've uh, my sister lost her dog who she's had for a very long time he died this month um, my uncle's been in the hospital so we've had a yeah i i essentially i concur james good riddance january and let's hope things pick up from here um, wow that's, it. that's a good start isn't it <laughs> yeah come and join our lovely podcast and if you didn't yeah, yeah. weren't depressed when you started you will be when you finished <laughs> well hopefully that's it's all sort of uphill from there hang on is uphill good in this context i think uphill is good but yeah certainly. unless you're on, unless you're on a bike then uphill is good <laughs> Second, has there been anything anything good in january james that you wanted to hmm Hmm. No. 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 Life is always good. Life's what you make of it, as always, as you well know. So, yeah, yeah there's, there's all, all some good bits. I can't immediately recognise any of them from memory, um, but I'm sure there's some good parts in there. I haven't lost my job yet, which is nice. I'm still employed, still earning some cash. Yeah. Our planning permission came through for the extension, so we're just waiting for our incredibly painfully slow architect to finish the building regulations drawing still, which should yes. have been done weeks ago, but still haven't. So, we're waiting on that one. And then hopefully within the next three or four months, we can start getting building on our big granny annex type project. So it'd be nice when it's done. So yeah, um, not much progress in January, but we didn't go backwards. Always forwards, forwards and forwards. Fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're, we've got a building project ourselves, which was supposed to start um, well, today as we record. So Friday, just before the end of January. And um, unfortunately, we're on hold a little bit but we should start next week so it's good um i was thinking um we you mentioned you played quite a bit let's let's come to that but uh, i've been watching quite a bit as well um getting into slow horses on apple tv plus have you uh, have you watched any of that no 
Is it about horses? Highly recommend it. No horses featured. Oh. It's a kind of spy thing with Gary Oldman. Okay. Uh, but very good. Um, and um, no, we have never paid for Apple TV Plus, but we have always managed to get free trial after free trial. They seem to be away like uh, like can be. Um, and of course, the traitors, because we live in the and seemingly everyone was watching it, and it was very good. Did you watch it? Yeah. We didn't see series one at all, but we saw season two, and it, it was awesome, to be fair. Um, we've even started watching the Australian traitors now to keep up with our traitor six. So that's been on a couple of weeks now. So full of Australians, as you can imagine, and a few celebrities, Australians as well, unlike the mm-hmm. UK one. But the UK one was excellent, I thought, and the ending was kind of as expected, but it was perfect and nice and dramatic and misery-inducing for the people who didn't get the cash. So, yeah, no, really good. Really enjoyed that one. Yeah, and I guess, you know, tangentially again, sort of comes under our remit as a, as a game. I've got a um, Traitors mm. book for Christmas as well, which I'm really looking forward to trying out. I'm not quite sure what it involves, but I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah, there's also a Traitors card game as well, which I got offered to write about on my blog, which I haven't done. So I know that there'll be a Traitors computer game at some stage in the future. So, yeah, no, awesome series, great concept. Another one that was created by the Dutch originally, like Big Brother and everything else, it's quite fun. So the Dutch always seem to have a, a knack of coming up with fun television concepts, which we then steal. But yeah, really good. Indeed. You actually, um, you, I don't know if you know it, but there's sort of a creators game already. It's called Among Us. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it really? You go around advertising everyone else and try not to get caught. I mean, sort of the same broadly. Uh, awesome. Okay, so um, what have we been doing since uh, since the last time we spoke? Well, we had quite a lot of feedback on the podcast, which was very nice. We got some lovely contributions. Um, we've got to ca- check in with you on your New Year's resolutions uh, and have you fix that PC yet. That's the thing that keeps people tuning in. <laughs> Any update? Um, yes and no. Mainly... No, um, so generally no, but, but kind of yes. So until yesterday, when I thought, oh, we've got a podcast coming up soon, and Giles was bound to ask me about the computer, I better actually right. do something about that. So I, I emailed him, I emailed him again yesterday, and I said, oh, yeah, coming in. So I came on in today and dropped the PC off today. So it's currently at the PC shop, which is called Green Acres, I think, just down the road. So we're going to have a look at it over the weekend and come back to me. Hang on, James. Are they, are they paying us to say their name? No, if only. <laughs> we, we really need to get tighter on this. It's a it's a generic computer repair shop unless they pay us. In which case, it's the fantastic Green Acres of Pilehurst. Well, yeah, I think, I think it's called Green Acres. It definitely had green in it. Might be the Green Mile. Might be Green Grocers. It got green in it. It does computers, so I'm happy. They're going to give you back a comment hour. As long as they give me back something that goes, then I'll be delighted. They'll probably take all the component parts out and it'd just be a brick when I get it back. But as long as they fix it and I can turn it on, it'd be lovely. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, in terms of feedback, we had some lovely comments. Thank you for those of you who uh, wrote in or messaged us one way or another. Um, I wanted to call out a couple in particular, uh, which I'm scrambling around to find uh, because my clever note system is letting me down. Uh, yes, Kat uh, has tried to tried to um, encourage me to play some more RPGs. So thank you, Kat. Uh, I was talking about um, playing Trails of Reverie uh, and um, Baldur's Gate 3. I think Baldur's Gate 3 is a lot of people's um, game of the year last year. And um, Kat definitely adding her voice to that. 
excited about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which um, we might mention later on. Got another state of play coming, hasn't it? And Dragon's Dogma 2, which was featured in the state of play, which we're going to talk about a bit later on. So thanks, Gap, for um, messaging us, and I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, and then another um, comment particularly we wanted to call out, um, Craig, thank you, Craig, uh, friend of the show. He sent us a really lovely message, um, and particularly the bit that got me, James, I don't know if you remember this one, but um, he was saying really grateful for the recommendation of t- It Takes Two, though. Toying with downloading it for a while, I hadn't got but he played it with his son um, over Christmas and absolutely loved it. So pretty... Um, yeah, pretty cool to hear that he's uh, he's discovered something based on the podcast, which is um, kind of the point, really. So thank you, Craig. And thanks for sharing your top five and Hugo's top five. Um, coming in at five for Craig was Minecraft Dungeons, although amusingly, and I've only just seen this on the um, on the, I think he put Mincecraft Dungeons, which <laughs> sounds like a completely different game, but also sounds kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Sky, Spider-Man 2, It Takes Two in at number T. Uh, well done, James, on the recommendation. And okay. then Moth, which I think is PlayStation VR, James, if you haven't tried it. Um, it's supposed to be really good. Uh, and then Hugo gave his five. Sorry, James. No, yeah, no, I was, I was agreeing with you. It is on PSVR, the original one. I've played it. It's very good. Cool. Uh, yeah, I haven't played that. I played uh, Astrobot, which um, was a platformer on the first PSVR was was awesome, but um, yeah. Uh, Hugo also No Man's Sky, Jedi Survivor, Miles Morales. That wasn't that was two games: Jedi Survivor and Miles Morales. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, so Zelda, and Spider-Man Two at number one. So um, thank you, Hugo. Uh, and if you are listening, you are our youngest listener by far. Um, but we are very uh, very grateful for your um, for your recommendations. So thank you for anyone who messaged us. Um, and uh, keep those messages coming. And that's why we try not to swear too much because there might be children listening. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And we're kind of generally quite polite people, aren't we? I mean, yeah. I a couple of my team's calls earlier today, but they deserved it. Yeah, a quick bugger here and there, but nothing more violent than that, so all good. I think you did talk about uh, there was, what did you refer to in It Takes Two last time? You said something about there was one, there was one ship, but it was not particularly. Yeah, it's a solitary, a solitary ship. You can't, you can't <laughs> complain about, you can't complain about a one-off swear word in the game, particularly. No, no, that's just, um, that's just the impact. Yeah, everyone needs a shit every now and again, so it's understandable. Also, good health advice for anyone mm. who isn't. Isn't partaking in that. <laughs> I think I think most I think most people know to do that at an early age. To be fair, yeah, but you got to keep regular. I, I think we might be getting off topic, but um, yes, everybody. <laughs> um, what are we doing next, James? I'm completely lost. I've lost my train of thought. Uh, games? Should we talk about? Oh games? yeah, great idea. I'm going to talk about <laughs> Minecraft Dungeons first because Craig mentioned it on his top five <laughs> list. Yeah, yeah. Have or, you played or, anything he recommended? Yeah, Minecraft Dungeons. Always have been an awesome game. Um, so we had that since it first came out on the Xbox. And I think I mentioned before, I hate Minecraft as a game, as a concept. I think it's tedious and awesome, awful. But Minecraft Dungeons are really fun. You actually do some things and have some missions, and there's a way of beating it, completing it. And it's really entertaining as a two-player game. So me and Josh will play that quite a lot. Um, the sort of weekly challenges, which he drags me into. 
and towers to um, overcome on various different levels and bits and pieces. So, yeah, made a lot of achievements this past week and had a great time. So for those who have not played it, you basically wander around and um, kill stuff, which is kind of zombies and spiders and piglins and all that kind of stuff from the main Minecraft game. But this is like level based. You complete little challenges and missions and it's really good fun. So I thoroughly agree with it being on the top five. And if I'd have remembered it last month when we did our top five, it probably would have been in there as well because it's really good. So, yes, recommended. Cool. Thank you, James. I think have you, um, if anyone's played things like Diablo, that sort of top-down or slightly isometric view, isn't it? And you're sort of going through just, yeah, smashing things. Yeah, but it's all quite cute. There's no blood and gore. It's all very, very PG, it's very friendly, very nice. Sounds like a cool combo. Awesome. So you've been playing that this month a little bit. Uh, what else have you been up to? Oh, I finished that Man of Milan, which I've talked about in both episodes mm-hmm. so far. I was sort of dragging that one out. That was the follow-up to Until Dawn. It was Until Dawn, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, this is one set on a boat, sort of World War II boat, which um, everyone goes to to look for the Manchurian gold, but the Manchurian gold doesn't turn out to be exactly what they expected it to be, i.e. it's not gold. Um, so there's lots of um mystery and ghostly stuff and apparitions and hallucinations on the boat and you kind of try and escape these three pirates that have dragged you on there from your little diving expedition you were going on and it's a matter of surviving um similar to until dusk there's five of you at the start and you try and keep as many of the five of you alive as possible until the end and every time you make a decision or do something or go in a different direction or answer a question in a certain way it's meant to influence how the game works later on in the experience so if you show a certain personality trait, then it will make you do something slightly different later in the game. And if you don't press a button at the right time and drop a piece of kit, then you won't be able to use it later in the game, for example. So, yeah, I finally finished that a couple of nights ago. I um, only, only had one person die, and he was a bit of a knob anyway, so it didn't bother me that much. So, completed Man of Medan, and glad it's done, because I kept playing it at night with my headphones on in the dark with the fish next to me and generally freaking myself out every night. So I'm glad it's finished. But good fun. Cool. Yeah, those um, those uh, the spooky games can uh, can really get you with headphones, can't they? Uh, I think we might have a, might have another example of that uh, later on in the show, possibly. Cool. That sounds good. Did you uh, did you completely ditch uh, Ratchet and Clank? As you mentioned that one last month. No, no ditching at all. Carried on playing that one. I'm up to about thirty five percent so far, so I'm not quite as racing through it as much as some other people might. Um, but I still really enjoy it. Yes, yeah, it's really good. Lots of shooting, lots of jumping around. Some tough bosses that you have to battle and try a few times to beat. But it's quite a cute little game. Graphics are nice. You kind of want to stroke the one bucks on the face. They're very cute. And yeah, still enjoying it. So about a third of the way through and lots of gameplay still to go. It's quite a decent length, I find. You don't want it too, don't want it too long, otherwise it gets painful. You don't want it too short, otherwise it's a bit pointless. But somewhere in the middle, and this one seems to be somewhere in the middle, so it's enjoyable but not too dramatically lengthy. Yeah, well, I um, I have a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I have a reason for asking you, James, because um, after you mentioned it last month, I started playing it, uh, and I completed it this month. So I raced through wow. it. Like, uh, I know it's uh, it's not usually the case. I feel like I've had a really full on month in June. Uh, June. <laughs> like, I mean, that's really full on. It has been a long, it has been a long month. 
Um, you know, I feel like it's been really for long with a lot going on, and yet somehow I think I've managed to watch and play quite a lot. So um, yeah, Ratchet and Clank. I uh, you reminded me about it in last month's show, and I started playing it. And I'll uh, I'll save my whole whole thoughts for when you're finished. Maybe we can pick up next next time. But yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I thought it was uh, thought it was really good. Uh, and yeah. Save any more detail for next time. Okay, um, cool. Also finished what I what I was playing, which was Ori and Gree. I thought they were both really good. Um, played a bit of Unravel Two uh, with Hannah as well, which is really good. Um, again on your recommendation we had sort of started it um trying to find something that we both enjoy and maybe it was a bit easier to control than it takes to um so 2d uh, platformer seemed like a good choice um and we're enjoying that good and I've been, yeah been playing a bit of um vampire survivors as well a very basic um one button game uh strangely addictive um and you just get absolutely swarmed on the same screen very low um like old sort of 8-bit type graphics so um pixel art very um pixelated and just all kinds of chaos going on on the screen it's very easy to to there's that sort of just one more go arcadey type experience really good awesome yeah so the only other thing i've played this month is i said i was playing fifa 23 before didn't i but then i it came up one of those pop-ups where it let you buy EA FC 24 um, for a reduced price. So it's like a tenner. So I upgraded to that one. That's quite good as well. It's very similar to FIFA 23. Um, Consider it's a completely different name. Obviously, it's exactly the same concept and by the same designers, just they lost the FIFA licensing rights. Um, but it's still very similar. Still a good game. Been going on individual player career mode again. So I've got, I managed to get Reading promoted from League One to the Championship, which is obviously miraculous. And also as an individual, I managed to, um, score a goal in the European Championship final for England in my first season. So quite an impressive debut for me, I thought. <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, there's still hope in real life, I reckon. We've got a few years yet. Yeah, it just made me think back to when I was 18. Maybe I could have put a bit more effort in and been an England international by now, I'm rich and famous, and not recording a podcast in Joshua's bedroom. But hey, who knows, eh? Just a different career option. <laughs> I reckon, though, there's somewhere there's a rich, famous footballer thinking... If I'd have played my cards differently, I could be recording a podcast. Maybe not in Josh's bedroom. That would yeah, be that would be weird. But, um, you know, I'm sure they're just as jealous of your lifestyle as, as you are of theirs. Yeah, it's like closing doors, isn't it? Maybe if I'd have done something slightly different, it could have been a whole different life. But that's a whole different podcast, probably. Maybe we'll come up with a closing doors podcast one day, do you? <laughs> do you mean closing doors or do you mean sliding doors? Uh, either. Closing doors was a bit more niche, a bit more indie. But um, sliding doors, yeah, that's good as well. Yeah, yeah, both both were. Both were. I feel very pedantic today. Sorry. Today, yeah. the last forty-five years, you've been very pedantic. Yeah, it's actually as as listeners will probably already be able to tell. It is, it is my life. I'm always pedantry. Hannah will testify that the grammar pedantry is, is still, unfortunately, very much alive uh, in twenty twenty-four. Disappointing. <laughs> well, I'd like to think it's just keeping standards, but again, maybe maybe promo podcast is uh, even more nice than two old guys talking about. Maybe. I'm also going to. I'm also going to briefly mention Sackboy because Craig mentioned that his his recommendation for playing Sackboy as a two player game. I mean, Joshua tried that for a couple of days earlier this week. Had a really busy week because I knew the podcast was coming on. I thought I really need to get some stuff done. 
Um, so we played Sackboy on the PlayStation 5, and that was really good. Good fun. Um, worked our way through a good few levels of that one. Both had a good time. Again, nice and simple. Nice little concept. Fun that you can customize your character and change a color and change a sack to a different format and put a pinata tail on and all that jazz. And yeah, not massively difficult at first. So there's a nice little introduction level. And like I said, it's very cutesy, very straightforward and a nice game. So thank you, Craig, for recommending Sackboy. I still need to move on to Ultimate Chicken Horse, but you've got to actually pay for that one. And I'm loath to pay for things. So I have to try that one out when I'm a bit richer. When the podcast really takes off and we start going yeah. on Oprah, Oprah, we can afford to buy Ultimate Chicken Horse. You get a chicken horse. You get a chicken horse. You get a chicken horse. <laughs> Uh, that's again just how my brain works so uh, if you've got no idea what I'm talking about uh, just uh, google it uh, uh, I'm not entirely crazy although uh, probably won't find anything now I don't have all the I'm just um, excellent partially crazy not entirely crazy yeah yeah well I think I think a little crazy is not not bad no everyone loves that in a person slight bit of craziness is always Always a bit of spice in it, or niceness. I've also yeah. been playing the other game, which I mentioned earlier, but we might talk about that after the the um, state of play announcement bit. Well, James, you're, you're leading the segue wonderfully. Uh, I know, I'll try. Should, should, we, should we do chronological? Because today we're uh, going to be talking about... Yeah, go on. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about, um, really, start of the year, uh, a couple of... Um, couple of events or streams in the gaming world that have kind of set the scene for what's coming on xbox and on playstation <coughs> developer underscore direct i've heard some very uh coming back to pedantry i've heard some people specifically mention the underscore every time they say the word which uh, which feels a little bit much even for me so developer direct from xbox in mid-january and then hot off the press uh if we want to really ride that um that sort of algorithm, we should, should probably get in the in the title, but the state of play reactions, yeah, from Wednesday night. So, um, what did you think in general, James? Before we get into the detail, because this is not something you would normally do, is it? Watch these things. What do you think? Compare the team. How rude! Um, no, I'd never heard of them before until you mentioned it last week. So yes, um, so I didn't watch either of them, but I did look up the details afterwards in case you wanted to talk about them because I'm yeah. always keen on doing my research and like to play a full role in whatever I do. And they're both quite interesting, actually. I prefer the state of play one, I think, because it wasn't just um, specific games developed for that specific console. It's a wide range of stuff. Um, so there's more stuff on the state of play bit for the year. But the Xbox, whatever you call it, developer underscore something, um, was good in that the, the preview videos were longer and it was covered in more detail. So they both had their merits, both had some really good games coming up. So, yeah, it felt nice to sort of almost be ahead of the time because I don't generally have any interest in what's coming up and I play it after it's been out for a couple of years and feel really out of date. But now I'm doing a podcast, it feels like I need to be bringing me a game. So it makes me feel like I'm in a, a good place now that I've watched both of those. Excellent. I feel I feel like I'm getting a real insight into your last minute cramming. Before. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna have to. He's gonna ask me about the PC. I'm gonna take it. Like the, way the podcast is just full of homework. Sorry about that. Yeah, I don't uh, play any games at all for the um, first 28 days of a month, and then suddenly I cram them all in for the last three days before the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm still I'm still quite pleased with that. So thanks. For that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 it's interesting. I, I 
like the two different styles and your state of play is, is sort of more of your standard um, stream or, or show now. Um, it's sort of more fast paced, covers more short little looks. Um, but weirdly, after the developer direct, um, I found it a bit frustrating because it was very, I felt like I wanted to know a bit more. I didn't really get the sense of a lot of the games in it because it was so, so sort of rapid fire. Because they were a very similar length. They were both about 45 minutes. Hmm. Uh, the developer direct covered six games by the looks of it. State of play, well over double that. Uh, I think it was fifteen mm, from my list. Um, so, yeah, interesting, just two different approaches. Um, should we start then with the developer direct in terms of did anything particularly stand out for you, anything you thought about, or anything that you thought um, maybe didn't? Like yeah, so there's probably two things in developer underscore direct that would appeal to me, and that was obviously the Indiana Jones one. Although I thought the name was a bit naff on reflection. I mean, you've had Temple of Dooms and all kinds of things before, and now it's Indiana Jones and the Giant Circle. Yeah. Sounds a bit. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy the game because of the name, but the preview and the trailer look really good for it. Obviously, you can use a whip for doing lots of different things like traveling around and obviously whacking people, but also. Um, getting around the gaff using your whip, sell out quite fun. Obviously, the graphics are awesome. It looks a lot like Harrison Ford, as you would kind of expect. So it uh, looks like it's got a lot of potential. So looking forward to that one when it comes out later in the year. Obviously, me and Sarah have played Uncharted quite a lot before, which is loosely based on Indiana Jones in a different kind of style and format. So it'd be nice to get back to the original. So that does look quite fun. And the only other one from the six that I'll be interested in is that our History Untold, which is on PC Game Pass when it comes out. And... It's a sort of a city builder, so you can start your career by the look of it in different parts of the world with different leaders from the past. Um, So, yeah, like George Washington, for example, if you wanted to do the American bit. And you can run your place in however you feel the urge, but it looks like it's a sort of a a real-time turn-based type strategy game, which I don't play a lot of. Um, So a bit like Civilization in the old days where you do something and then all the other players slash AI players do their bit and then it will impact on you depending on what you've done in the last one. So it looks quite fun. Graphics again look good. You can do different parts of the world. It's got the Eiffel Tower in it. So that looks quite fun. So those two for me are the only interesting ones. The rest of them, not as much up my street. What about you, G? Yeah, really interesting because I, I, I have to say, as soon as I saw Ara, I was like, that strikes me as a James game from what you were saying. Um, in your in your kind of review of the uh, last episode, I completely agree about indie. Uh, it was very excited. I've also it's by um, a company called Machine Games, and they've done um, a couple of recent um, Wolfenstein games. So they're first shooters, but they're very kind of um, Saturday morning pulp action. Although you wouldn't put them on in the morning because they're quite they're quite child friendly. Um, but they're really good, like roller coaster first person um, adventures, like really sort of action set pieces, but, but really sort of storytelling built into that really well. Um, so it just strikes me that there is a perfect fit for, for Indy. And yeah, I was I was really excited for that one. Um, the one that surprises me a bit that you're not into is Hellblade 2. Have you, you haven't played the first one? I'm guessing. No, maybe I would be into it if I knew what it was, the original. I'll look into it one day when I get a spare five minutes for the next podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. It's, it's, the first game's quite short, um, and by the sounds of it, the sequel's not going to be much longer. It's sort of six hours-ish. 
um, so um, not too bloated. Um, and it's really clever um, use of binaural sound. So you put on headphones and um, the protagonist, um, Senua, has um, got psychosis. So she hears both uh, encouraging and discouraging, I guess, um, voices in her head and you hear them around you whispering in your ears sometimes, you know, supportively sometimes, kind of making you question yourself. Um, and it's it's not got the action of something like The Last of Us, uh, but it has got the sort of story chops for me. Um, and knowing how much you like that series, I think you might, I think you might really like it. You might not. So it'd be really interesting to hear what you think when you get to it. I promise I'll get to it, G. <laughs> I, I, I won't bring it up next month unless you do. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, quite excited for Avowed as well, um, just because Obsidian, who make it, um, did the Outer Worlds, which was a really good RPG, and they're a bit smaller. Um, so rather than the sort of 100-hour epics, which tend to just intimidate me a little bit, um, uh, Outer Worlds was more like, I think, about 20-ish, uh, and apparently Avowed is quite similar, so it's uh, a sort of slight, um, whereas Outer Worlds was more sci-fi, Avowed is more sort of fantasy, and that's that looked good to me. But um, yeah, it was a, a much sort of smaller show. Um, I think for Xbox, it's one of their... Um, one of a series of shows that they do in the year, and um, I think it did exactly what it was supposed to do, but um, yeah, didn't cover the ground that um, this week's State of Play did. So, should we move on to that one? Yeah, just going back though, what do you think of the name Indiana Jones and the Giant Circle? Does that float your boat, the name? Terrible. Yeah. Um, but, so my first reaction was that's awful, and it, but it's awful, I think, in a really bland way. Hmm. Um, is it giant or is it great or is it lo- is something like the great the great circle? Yeah, it's just I wrote I wrote down yeah. It's all like Ring of Doom or Ring of Fire or Circle of Death or something, but the great circle sounds a bit. Bleh. It makes there me think of the Lion King. Yeah, the Circle of Life. Yeah, the immediate and actually Indiana Jones and the Circle of Life would be a much better <laughs> good crossover. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the terrible name. Um, yeah, it does explain in the trailer why it's a circle and uh, do a little drawing showing all the important statues and wonders of the world are all mapped onto a circle on the globe, and that's really exciting. But from that, you thought they might have come up with a better name for it. But hey, ho, if the game's good, we'll forget about it, I'm sure. Yeah, have you uh, just you just made me think, has anyone <laughs> tried to like fact check that? Because I would imagine it's a total bull. <laughs> um, but if it is by coincidence that you can manage to fashion a circle out of the big landmarks, that would be pretty cool. Uh, be more interested um, and more. Yeah. It looked, like, it looked like quite a flat circle as well when he drew it. It wasn't a traditional circle. It was very much a, an oval. So it's more like the slightly interesting oval. Indiana Jones and a slightly interesting oval. We call it that instead. Much better. That's the sequel. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, were you, in, were you in the same class as me? I can't remember who it was. He talked about parabolas. <laughs> well, many years ago, we got very excited about the parabola for some reason. Again, I'm losing the audience, so I'll, I'll move on. Um, right, state of play. Mm. How was state of play? 
Yeah, well, as you know, I'm, I'm more of a PlayStation kind of guy than an Xbox kind of guy. Um, yeah, I've mentioned that before. Um, but yeah, there's some good, there's some good PlayStation stuff coming out. Again, it wasn't covered as in depth as the Xbox stuff, but there's some nice little bits on there. Um, Silent Hill Two um, is coming out soon. I've never actually played Silent Hill One, interestingly, but I have played, um, and it's a bit of referencing earlier, Silent Hill: The Short Message. So that was a free download that they launched on the 31st of January. It's like a two-hour short-form version of Silent Hill, um, but with like a new character who... It's a really miserable game. I've been playing it the last few nights, and it really is utterly miserable. Um, so like The Last yeah. of Us, where it's gem- like The Last of Us, where it's generally miserable, but there's some light-hearted moments, and you play a guitar and have some fun. This one is just unadulterated misery. It's all about, it's all about memories and suicides and... I keep putting up suicide warnings throughout the game, saying if you if you're triggered by this, ring up this number in case you feel like you're suicidal after playing it. Oh God, it's not the greatest introduction, but literally, it's all about suicide. It's all about misery, and then every now and again, interspersed, you get chased by some weird monster through some through some tunnels, and you've no idea where you're going. You're just trying to escape this thing that keeps murdering you from behind. So it's misery interspersed with extreme peril and death. So that that's my summary: misery, death. <laughs> Peril. But it's really interesting. So I'm two thirds of the way through that one. I'm at exactly 66% because it's three chapters and I've completed two of them. And I want to get it finished because it's interesting. And it's an interesting storyline. I've seen some of the reviews on it and they're not that favorable compared to the original Silent Hill. Um, they said it doesn't have the same kind of feel to it. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I, I like being scared and miserable. So that's that's my niche. Um, so yeah. So I said Silent Hill 2 coming up. Um, there's a a remaster of Until Dawn, which I mentioned earlier, was a mm-hmm. prequel to Man of Medan. So that's going to be on the PC for the first time and PlayStation 5. So I probably wouldn't play it again, but it looks quite interesting. So I wouldn't mind giving it a go again one day. So that was fine. Um, anything you've spotted on OG particularly? Yeah, there's there's a few. Um, I was just, when you were describing Silent Hill, I thought that sounds like the perfect January game from your description. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is January in a game format, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, a um, couple I pulled out. Um, Sonic uh, Generations was a brilliant mm. marrying up the 2D classic Sonic and the 3D Dreamcast era sort of Sonic. Um, I got Sonic Generations back compat on the Xbox because it was on the 360 PS3 era, I think. Um, so we can play that, which is great. It was a. It's not entirely clear what it was, but it was kind of a, a crossover, or a, I think it's like Sonic X Shadow. So it's uh, sort of crossed with um, Shadow the Hedgehog um, and some new levels and stuff. Um, so Sonic always kind of jumps out on me, although I haven't played any of the more recent stuff. Um, Sonic Hill 2 for me also looked good. Um, I think, so Silent Hill 2 is a remake of the second Silent Hill, but they haven't remade the first one. I think Silent Hill 2 was sort of the most popular back in the day. Um, okay. Yeah, that's just kind of strange that they're, they're jumping in at the second one, um, but it looks good. And um, the people doing it, the team, have had a um, fair amount of stick, um, but I actually quite liked their last game, which was called The Medium, which was also very depressing. Also actually some pretty tough themes in it um, and it felt like 
it was the game before they really hit their stride in terms of how to you know pull pull it all together storytelling presentation gameplay i'm optimistic more optimistic i think than the people um on social media that i see uh and the other one that jumped out at me or two more sorry was judas because it's from the maker of bioshock which is a brilliant brilliant um quite thoughtful fps um with a good story um so that looked good and dragon's dogma 2 partly because kat mentioned it uh, when she messaged us um earlier in the month um partly because um i quite like the idea of these sorts of games but as i said i quite often get put off by the time investment um but i thought that looked really cool as well so um thanks to cat for highlighting that one um death stranding we should probably talk about at some point as well but did you have any others yeah i quite like the idea of day the diver i think that's been on steam for a while and i was going to download it on steam but now it's coming to uh, playstation 5 and 4 in april apparently that's a sort of a diving game where you experience different types of fish and wildlife that you can yeah, gather and obtain, and then you sell it off in a sushi restaurant. So it's just kind of a, a diving slash restaurant simulation game. So that kind of appeals to me in both of my favourite things, fish and restaurants. Um, so that might be interesting. It looks a bit niche, so I'll, I'll give that a go, certainly when it comes out on the PlayStation 5. And then there's a couple of PSVR 2 games on there as well, wasn't it? So I thought yep. I'd better mention them. Um, Metro Awakening and Legendary Tales, um, both of which look good. I'm not a massive um, first-person shooter type person generally, um, which just seems to be what Metro Awakening is. And Legendary Tales, you have different weapons and you can... It looks really high-tech when you see the trailer for it, um, the sort of the graphics and the animation and the way you can interact with the different characters and... You can make spells and do different things and bits and pieces. So I'm not sure if they're going to be my types of games, but they're the only two PSVR 2 games mentioned on there. So I thought I'd just flag them for people who are into that kind of thing because they look great, but whether I'll enjoy them or not, time will tell. Whether they make me feel motion sick as well, also time will tell. But I'll probably give them a go when they come out. Excellent. Yeah, a couple of things on that. Dave the Diver, <coughs> the thing that jumped out to me was um, there's a Godzilla DLC. Yeah, that looked good. Which <laughs> just uh, fantastic. If you've not if you've not seen the uh, the trailer or the stream, um, if, if you're listening, have a look. It's it's amazing because yeah, Dave the Diver was was on a lot of people's kind of um, you know game of the year type shortlist next, last year. Apparently, it is really good, but hmm. I don't think anyone saw Godzilla coming. And, uh, <laughs> no one ever does, though, do they? <laughs> well, he's quite big. You should really. He's a big he- lad, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and then the VR thing I thought again just was interesting because that's I feel like Sony really need to support the PSVR a little bit more um, because you know whoever has bought one and invested in it they're currently from the first person studios they got the Horizon game at the start um, I think they've got a couple of kind of um, remakes or sort of uprises from the the first thing but um it just it just does feel like so hopefully maybe they've got a, a vr specific state of play coming because they they do sometimes do that and maybe this was just a a taster um were there any more on on this james i, I wanted to quickly talk about this joining two at the end but um anything else no oh i might have lost you james you've gone quiet 
I'm going to fill just in case and talk about Death Stranding. But if you can hear me, uh, then... Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, you're back. That's weird. I wonder where I went. Um, yeah, I was going to say, uh, some games coming out later in the year that weren't mentioned in either of those two things, which look quite interesting. So I'll mention them in a bit. But no, those are the only things that jumped out to me by those two developer bits. Yeah, no, perfect. I just, I just, I think it's interesting that neither of you called out Death Stranding um, to on the beach which um i saw on twitter um someone had said that's probably the first first time a chris Rea song has been uh, used as a title of a video game but um <laughs> it's um the first one to me I, I i didn't like it um and hideo kojima is sort of seen as this absolute kind of visionary visionary game maker did the metal gear solid game uh on the metal gear I think he did the Metal Gear games before Metal Gear Solid. But anyway, the 3D Metal Gear game. Um, and Death Stranding 2, I think, is the one that people really mostly were talking about after the state of play. But um, yeah, I, I like a bit more gameplay in my games. He tends to be quite filmy, um, lots of cutscenes. And um, again, him talking about um, the fact that this was going to be as much a film as a game, or his, his new game, rather, was going to be as much a film as a game. Um, sends off signals a bit to me. So, um, the standing looks spectacular, um, and the production values of the game are great. Yeah, it's on my list of stuff that I've got on my library but never downloaded as yet. So, I'll probably play it one day, the original. But yeah, it didn't jump out at me the second one because I'd never actually got around to playing the original, which probably meant it wasn't quite my kind of thing enough to actually get around to playing it. So, yeah, we'll see. Good, good. What, what, else, um, what else have you got, have you seen coming up this year then? Well, I just, I just, yeah, I just did a bit of looking around earlier and House Flipper 2 is coming up. I think we mentioned House Flipper before. Me and Sarah used to play House Flipper, whereby you took on jobs at houses and you flipped them in the American sense of the word, whereby you go in and sort of renovate them and give them a quick makeover and then resell them on. And that was really good fun, the original House Flipper. It just took a bit of time to do some basic tasks like painting and wallpaper and took ages, which is a bit of a pain. So House Flipper 2 comes out on March the 21st on all formats, I believe. So that should be quite fun. The legendary Alone in the Dark is coming out on March the 20th. Um, so that's a remastered version of the classic Alone in the Dark. So that's Sarah's favourite game when she was growing up Alone in the Dark. So we'll probably give that one a poke um, when it comes out in the middle of March. And then you've got Star Wars Dark Forces. That's another remaster of a really old game. That's coming out on February the 28th. So again, me and Joshua are both quite into Star Wars, so we'll probably give that one a poke and see how that goes. And then a couple of more slightly niche ones. There's one called Go-Go Town, which is coming out at some stage in February on every format. And you're a mayor of a failing town. You sort of take over the town and build builders and clean it all up and bring people in and get tourists coming in. So that looked quite fun. And then finally, one called Tavern Keeper. I mentioned Tavern Master last month, a really good tavern building game. And this one's called Tavern Keeper. And it's made by the same people that made Game Dev Tycoon years ago, probably like 10, 15 years ago now. I used to really like the Game Dev Tycoon. But this one's completely different. You again set up a tavern similar to Tavern Master, but it looks really interesting. And you're meant to have different weird characters coming in and you're meant to support them through wherever they're going through, whilst also designing and building a tavern and all that kind of stuff. So those five games all look quite fun and all sort of my kind of thing. But none of them were mentioned on any of the preview shows unless they were in a previous one from last year. Yeah, no, it's um, it's always weird what they what they choose to go with because certainly on the um, on the Xbox side, I think they've 
probably got a couple of other things in there um in that chamber for this year um and there's certainly a lot of big um third party games coming you mentioned star wars there's a, a game called star wars outlaws coming from ubisoft hmm, okay looks really good as well um it's a sheet but it's third person um and um that looks really really impressive so far and um i'm not always a big fan of the sort of formula i find it a bit samey but um yeah star wars outlaws was the last time they they did a trailer for that. That looked, um, that looked really good. Cool. Uh, also, yeah, I was going to say, also another big brand one, Team Raider 1 to 3, the remastered version coming out on PlayStation 5 and everywhere else on February the 14th on Valentine's Day. So that'd be a nice Valentine's gift for your loved one if they enjoy playing Team Raider. So, again, from the trailer, it looks really good. And obviously, Team Raider is an awesome game from years ago. So, the first three all together in one remastered pack would be quite fun if you've never played them before or if you want to see how much better they are on the current gen consoles. So that's February the 14th. So loads of big name games coming out that I've not read much about until the last couple of days. <laughs> because the podcast is coming. Yes, absolutely. Excellent, excellent. I actually downloaded um, uh, like a remaster of the original Team Raider. It's called Team Raider Anniversary. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Through games, what are they called? GOG, anyway, GOG. Uh, I think it's a yep. good old games, maybe. But um, hmm. that's having a big sale on at the moment so if you're on pc or if you, if you if like me you've got one of the handheld pcs um yeah there's a few things to pick up for like two or three quid like that which uh, i um i enjoyed shopping that sale and, and picking up some uh memories hopefully to, to play through again but yeah the the remasters of the team raiders i think they've got modern controls as well so yeah easier to, easier to make your way around and um yeah, should be really good fun. Excellent, thanks, James. Good suggestions. Also, why should, why should you mention the word controller there, G? Um, yeah. I read that I read that Xbox are looking at bringing out a a controller more similar to the PlayStation controller. I know in the first episode we talked about how much better the PS5 controller is to the Xbox One, and you disagreed. But looks like Xbox are bringing out a specialised one later in the year that has the haptic feedback and various other bits and bobs, and doesn't have batteries. Actually, has built-in chargeability. Um, so yeah, that'd be interesting to see if. That helps the Xbox a bit in terms of the bits that I like about the PlayStation. Because at the moment, it's a bit more basic. And I don't like the control on the Xbox, whereas you do. So that'll be interesting later in the year when it pops out. Yeah, I am. Um, actually, my, my second controller is a bit in the replacement soon. And I've been holding on because of that, that leak of that new controller. Um, I think for me, it, and it's interesting you mentioned it. one of the things I was going to say about Ratchet and Clank, which isn't game specific, so we could probably probably worth saying now, is that um, I found the DualShock stuff on that quite obnoxious, and I ended up turning a lot of it off. It's so, rude. Yeah, so it does it does just show that you know it's sort of different different kind of sensibilities and different preferences because. Um, I really like the rumble on it, the haptic rumble and the, yep. you know, playing Astrid Bot and you sort of feel like you're going to the sand and stuff. That's really cool. But I really hate those triggers, those uh, resisted triggers. They just, for some reason, there's something about them that really annoys me. So I kept turning them off. Um, hmm. And it took a while to turn them off. But again, that might be because I'm an old man and suddenly <laughs> technology, as we were discussing before we started this podcast, people. Um, we've, we've both had a few technical grammars, uh, which turned out to be um, politely user error, I think is what they say. Yeah, mine was I stuck I stuck it in the wrong way. <laughs> mine was I'd 
failed to plug in my receiver, which is why my uh, my microphone. So, you know, if you need technical advice, you know where to come. Um, Green Acres of uh, Reading, by the sounds of it, if they pay us. If it comes back, yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, that um, that was, uh, I enjoyed that. Hopefully listeners enjoyed that. And listeners, if you have anything you're looking forward to this year, either coming on one of the one of the main consoles or on the Switch, uh, no shade intended for the Switch, but I think there's a new one uh, possibly in the works at some point and um, a PC as well. Anything that's coming up, let us know. We'll be very pleased to hear from you as we hopefully demonstrated in the first section. Um, and yeah, it's kind of an exciting year. I think, I don't know about you, James, I find doing the podcast, I'm being quite um, quite cheesy about what I'm playing. And I'm, I'm, we talked about New Year's resolutions last last month. I feel like I'm, I'm nailing it so far. I'm, um, I'm stopping playing the games that I'm finding boring and I'm playing things that I've wanted to play, like Ratchet and Clank, for a long time. So um Sounds like the, the pod is changing your habits a little bit as well. It's changing my life, Charles. <laughs> there you go. Stick that on the review, people. Uh, <laughs> that would go on the poster. Um, although I'm not sure um, that happened to podcasts. Awesome. Right. Well, I think that's the show, James. Unless you had anything that we've missed, I'm uh, scanning back through our running order. No, don't make so. Just say thanks again to Scotty and... Um, Craig for always contributing and to Kaylee who's my blogging friend for getting involved and making those awesome suggestions that Joel's alluded to earlier so thank you to the three of those and obviously we will name check anyone that makes a comment on the on the uh, social media so please do get in touch and if you've got any ideas for what you want covered on next month's show always do give us a, a bell in advance uh, drop us a line and we'll try and get them included because obviously we want to make it as reflective of what people want to hear as possible rather than us whittering on about rubbish so yeah if you've got any ideas or any feedback just hit us up, as the young people would say. Sorry, Josh, carry on. No, no, this is this is wonderful. I can I can just sit back. These are the lovely moments where I can just sit back and think, oh my god, what have I messed up? Or have I actually turned my microphone on for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> and you did, my, yay. Well done. I think well, we think so. Let's 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 check it back once we once we hit stop. Um, you can hear me, that's the, the main thing. Good stuff. Right, that's the show, everyone. If you enjoyed it, please remember to tell your friends. Consider giving us that five-star review. It genuinely does make a difference. Last time, we had a couple of reviews coming through all in a little bunch, and we saw a massive spike in terms of the number of people that saw our podcast on Spotify. So really appreciate that. Spotify or iTunes, they've both got the facility to drop a review. I'm not sure about all the others, but it does make a difference, and we do appreciate it. Um, please tell your friends if you like this podcast again we're really keen to get your involvement and hear from other gamers uh, and you can follow the show or get in touch on at aches and games or email us at aches and games pod at gmail.com uh, james before we go anything else you wanted to plug or remind people how to get hold of you on socials no but i was just going to say joe said tell your friends but if you don't have any friends then just tell anyone that you come into contact with they don't have to be friends just anyone really we're not fussy so get everyone involved fans friends family pets whoever can uh, count as a listen on spotify that's perfectly good and like i said if you want to find me it's james boy 1978 on playstation or you have to with a number two laugh on all social media and like i said all the people who got involved last month please do get involved again let us know if you were interested in any of the things you mentioned see what your views are on the two 
topics we talked about in terms of previews for the year, anything you're particularly looking forward to, let us know. And we will also give them a go as well because you've turned through this podcast, you've turned me into a middle-aged person who occasionally plays games to a middle-aged person who plays games three days before the podcast to fill the gap. So thank you for that. You really have changed my life. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I can't top that. Um, I'm Giles Nicholson at Giles on various socials, Xbox and PlayStation Network. And we'll see you next month. Landing is always the first Monday of the month for more aches and games. Cheers. See you later.